Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Red Readings, the best show on the internet. And today we are jumping into a fan favorite. Today I fucked up. If you're a fan and you want more, or you just want to support us, or you friggin' hate ads, check out our Patreon. Couple of dollars a month gets you four episodes a month. That's one a week and ad-free listening. But without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Apologies that it's late, I'll explain why in a minute. But grab your tea, your popcorn, and let's go! Now streaming, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor, welcome to the Eras Tour! Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad you could join us here today. I apologize this episode is late, and I'd like to make sure that the responsibility for this travesty is taken seriously and by those that are responsible for it. And that would be everyone except for me, because I am amazing. I have yet to formulate a good excuse as to why this has occurred, so watch this space and I will come back with something soon. Anyway, our first story is from Sad Old Drunk. Today I fucked up by claiming to be Jewish. This didn't happen today or yesterday, or the day before that in fact. It happened almost 10 years ago. But this particular fuck up continues to affect me to this very day. Several years ago, after a bad breakup, I decided to cheer myself up by getting back into tabletop gaming, a hobby I had largely given up. I discovered meetup.com and responded to a handful of posts from people looking for new players for their games. But the first few that I responded to weren't great. One of them was really, really far away. Another one already had like eight players, etc. So I started going into these events with the mindset that, you know, I very well may never see the people I meet ever again. Flash forward to a post by a guy I'll call Derek. Looking for people to join his D&D game, it turned out that he only lived a few blocks from me. And Derek and the other guys who were there, let's call them Philip and Matthew, all seemed easy to get along with. So far, so good. Everything was going great until Matthew suggested we order pizza. Philip looked up a place on his delivery app we collectively decided that we wanted to get, and then Philip announced that the place had a special where he could get bacon as an additional topping for no cost. Ah, free bacon, the classic Jewish dilemma, I quipped. Matthew's expression immediately changed, and Derek said that I shouldn't make jokes like that because Matthew was Jewish. Now, I didn't mean to offend anyone with my stupid little joke. And I certainly don't have any ill will towards Jewish people in general, or Matthew for that matter. And I was still thinking that it was very possible that I'd never see these people again. Even if Derek and I were to hit it off, what are the odds that Matthew, or for that matter Philip, would be back next week? So, to smooth things over, I said that it was okay, because I was also Jewish. 
I'm a blonde and green-eyed, and generally speaking, I look more like Nazi propaganda than the average Jewish person. But Matthew was visibly relieved, and then the tension dissipated. And I figured that was that. Except it wasn't. Derek invited me back the next week, and when a new player joined the group, Derek immediately told him that I was Jewish. Derek, Philip, Matthew, and the new player, let's call him Jojo, as I'm running out of fake names at this point, went on to become some of my closest friends. And Matthew keeps inviting me to the temple and various Jewish events because somehow, despite living in New York City, I'm one of his only Jewish friends. Ten years later, our friendships are still going strong. Derek continues to tell everyone that we meet that I'm Jewish and Matthew continues to invite me to cedars and temples and so forth. And now I'm so deep that I've resorted to researching Jewish culture and history so that I can maintain the charade. Aheim, my Reddit friends. Our next story is in from Almost Bob Saget. Today I fucked up by eating the hottest peppers I could find whilst having no sense of taste or smell due to COVID. My fuck-up happened three days ago, and I've just now recovered enough to relive it. I got COVID for the second time over the weekend, and by Monday I had lost all sensation of taste and smell. At the peak of the pandemic, I joked to my brother-in-law about running a hot pepper gauntlet if I ever lost my sense of taste and smell from COVID because I heard you could handle spicy things. Mind you, I've always loved spicy things but habaneros are usually the hottest I can go. So I started with those, because why not? And nothing. So I thought, yeah, let's jump right into one called the Death Spiral, which is hotter than the Ghost Pepper, but not as hot as the Carolina Reaper. This is the moment where I think I can pinpoint my fuck up happened. Nothing, no taste, no spice. So I immediately threw two Carolina Reaper peppers down, followed by about 10 to 15 pieces of habaneros and death spiral peppers. About halfway through, my body starts to retaliate. I was sweating. I was numb. I felt like I was going to die. But the burn wasn't there. Until it was. It's hard to describe. Anyway, I suffered through the night with awful indigestion and took antacids to try and calm it down. I was miserable. I didn't think it could get any worse. But then the moment came where I had to <clears throat> evacuate them. And oh my god. The pure fire and rage that my sphincter had was unbearable. It felt like Satan himself was trying to claw his way out of my rectum. I swore I'd shat blood, but there was none. Four hours afterwards, I swear the fire feeling that came from my exit hatch could have made schmores for the entire family. I'm still in pain days later. I mean, I've heard of people getting butt hurt about COVID, but that is definitely another level. All right, I'll, I'll see myself out. I'm going down, 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 my ring of fire. 
Mara. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Next story. <laughs> True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Next story is from Zank the Person. Today I fucked up by thinking, Peanut butter was supposed to be spicy. Ever since I was a kid, I loved how peanut butter used to taste. Not only did it taste good, but it had this weird spice to it that wasn't like a chili pepper type spice, but wholly unique that I never tasted in other foods. It was the perfect accent when mixed with jelly, as the spiciness and the sweetness went together perfectly. Sometimes I'd eat too fast and have a bit of a hard time breathing, but I never thought anything of it. I also remember getting a few weird looks sometimes as a kid talking about spicy peanut butter, but didn't think anything of that either. One day, a few months ago, I, 25 male, was staying at my parents' house and went to make myself some lunch. I saw some peanut butter in the pantry, but no jelly, so since I was hungry I slammed about an inch of peanut butter between two slices of bread and remember thinking, wow, this is the most peanut butter I've ever eaten at once, but then got to work devouring my creation. This is where the fuck up starts. A few bites in I got that ate too fast feeling again and had to take a break to catch my breath. I started eating again and immediately got the ate too fast feeling again. Damn, it's gonna take me forever to eat this sandwich, I thought. So I became determined to just power through and finish it, no matter how uncomfortable it was. Big mistake. I made it about halfway before I knew something was wrong. It felt simultaneously like there was a rock stuck in my windpipe and like somebody had filled my lungs with peanut butter. Wheezing and struggling to breathe. It fucking hurt. The amount of time it took to take a full breath was causing me to panic and felt like I was trying to fill up a hot air balloon with a straw. I immediately started googling heart attack symptoms, but they didn't really match up. I then googled the symptoms themselves and results of symptoms of allergic reactions started coming up. Some of the main symptoms were difficulty breathing, chest tightness and wheezing. Then I scrolled down further and saw a section about things to watch out for in children, and top one was the child says their mouth feels hot, 
or that they say non-spicy food is spicy. After a painfully long period of time, I started being able to breathe again and suddenly all the weird looks I got from talking about spicy peanut butter made sense. Peanut butter wasn't spicy. I'd just been poisoning myself all these years. I now use peanut butter alternatives and mix my jelly with sweet Asian chili jelly I pick up from the store. And it's just as good, but doesn't almost kill me. This next one is from Gyro Infernal. Today I fucked up. Oh god, why do I even do this? <sighs> By not using the restroom for a week. This happened around 15 years ago, but man, I tell this story all the time and it kills. I want you to know, it is 100% true. You'll have to take my word for that. I'm not a very good writer, so hopefully it comes across well enough. I was a 15-year-old boy with my first real girlfriend. She took my virginity, was my first sleepover and first trip with a girlfriend. Anyway, we go on a week-long trip to a beach that isn't too far away. We get to their condo and oh my god, I have to poop already. It being my first trip with a girlfriend, and me being a nervous pooper already, I decide I'll wait till everyone is sleeping and try it out then. We end up watching a movie and falling asleep in her bed. Proceed to spend the next six days trying so hard to find an opportunity to poop and just failing miserably every single time. I am just too nervous to say something and just own it. I'm scared to use it and clog the toilet, and I'm scared that someone will hear or smell me painting on the porcelain canvas. This whole time, we aren't eating anything healthy at all, just completely wrecking our insides for a week. Finally, we're on day seven, the day before we leave. We pack up and have a chili dip for dinner. Meat chili cheddar cheese and cream cheese eaten on tortilla chips. As you can imagine, it wrecked my already weak and fragile insides. I've been dragging all day with a week's worth of food working its way down my bowels. I can hardly breathe, the cramps are just unbearable, and I have to pretend I'm totally fine, because how am I going to explain that I've held my poop in this whole trip because I'm a nervous pooper? The night finally comes. I'm laying in bed, doubled over, praying to whatever god will hear me that I can last the entire next day and just completely destroy the toilet at home. My sweet, sweet sanctuary. My comfort. Halfway through my prayers, I hear my girlfriend snoring. I quiet my sobs and listen for her dad, also snoring. Sneak over and check their bedroom. Her parents are both sleeping. Oh my god, I am saved. My moment has come where I can finally purge myself from these demons that haunt me. So I sneak over to the toilet, gently lower myself down on that beautiful throne of salvation. My ass has barely touched the seat before a whirlwind with the force of two jet turbines is unleashed from my rear. I am quite literally holding onto the sides of the toilet and trying to keep my composure for the duration of the ride. I have absolutely zero control at this point. I just open Pandora's box and am at its mercy. It is so loud and the smell, oh my 
God, the smell! I'm gagging while this full-force torrent of brown typhoon is coming out of me. Finally, after what had to have been 25 minutes, it's over. I relax my body, and my stomach feels like a deflated balloon. My organs resume their normal, regular positions, and I can do nothing but relax on the toilet for a moment. Not 30 seconds of peace, and someone knocks on the door. Hey, are you alright in there? Oh my god, it's her dad. Sounded like the exorcist in there, <laughs> Lord, just take me now. I flush, wash my hands, and come out to try and laugh it off, mortified and hoping he didn't hear the entire display. He then proceeds to walk past me into the bathroom. When I hear a splashing, I look down and the entire floor of the bathroom is covered in brown water. It is flowing out of the clogged toilet at ungodly speeds. Her dad just stepped in it with his bare feet. He looks at me and says, uh-oh. We spend the next two hours trying to clean the flooded poop water. Mop bucket after mop bucket are the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Everyone wakes up and ends up having to help. So now the entire family has not only found out I pooped, but has had to help me clean up my poop water that's flooding their house. It was a very awkward and quiet ride back, and my girlfriend broke up with me over text as soon as I got back home. My worst dream had come true, all because I held my poop in for way longer than I should have. I haven't been a nervous pooper since, so at least something positive came out of it. Oh my god, why is there so many poop stories this week? This episode is quite literally full of shit. Okay, what's our next one? It's from Capable Performance. Please no poop, please no poop, please no poop. Today I fucked up by telling a co-worker about a trip I took as a kid. Whew, thank God for that. So an hour ago, I was in a meeting to discuss a project, and before we started, my supervisor wanted to break the ice by asking us what our favorite summer memory was as a kid. Everyone is really giving these really classic Americana answers like hanging out with their friends till the streetlights came on, going fishing, etc. Meanwhile, my family barely did anything or went anywhere because we didn't have much money. Most summers I'd just stay home and watch whatever was on TV or play a video game except for this one summer where a classmate invited me to join him on a road trip to Six Flags. So I told that story, figuring it's better than telling a bunch of managers about when I beat Zelda 2 in an afternoon. When it comes to my turn, I talk about going on a road trip to Disneyland. It's just maybe a 10 hour drive from where I grew up and how it would be my first time going there and how excited I was. I talk about how I got car sick and my friend's dad didn't want to pull over, how it was a 100 degree heat and they didn't want to turn the AC on so I was boiling alive, all while telling myself, it's for Disneyland, Disneyland! Passing the time by singing Disney songs in my head. After all the annoyances, what felt like a week to an 8 year old, we finally get to Disneyland, go on the monorail, and I'm making a mental note of, I want to go on that ride, and that ride, and I want to go on that ride, just for the monorail to end. 
And my friend's dad says that it's time to go beat the traffic. Eight-year-old me is crushed. We just drove all this way, rode the monorail, and that's it? As I'm telling this story, I see one of my co-workers in the meeting looking very confused, like he's trying to remember something while the rest of my co-workers have this look of pity, and ask if I ever got a chance to go back and enjoy Disneyland. Halfway through the meeting, one of my co-workers just shouts out, Dude, that's from Tiny Toons! He starts to explain Plucky Duck's plot of the Tiny Toon Summer Vacation movie where he goes to an amusement park with Hampton's family. Apparently, <laughs> I had watched that movie so many times one summer when it first came out that as time passed, I started to misremember it. For the at least past decade, I had honestly thought I went on a road trip with friends and family that was horrible, but no. <laughs> I just really love Tiny Toons. <laughs> Alright ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. I apologise that this was a day late, but hey, you've got a wonderful show to listen to on a Saturday now. And of course, this is not me admitting it's my fault. It was never my fault. I blame everyone else. That last one had me cracking up, man. I'll see you on Monday. Take care, guys. And if you want some more, go check out our Patreon. Peace out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.